Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, everybody. The show about the show. The show within the show. This is the podcast about the DA show, and you can listen to it every single week. Same place, same channel, your favorite podcast platform. Just search Permission Granted Podcast and you can subscribe to Just the PGP or we also post it within the DA Show podcast feed. So if you listen to the show on a daily basis, you will see the PGP show up usually about 95% of the time on Tuesday afternoons after we tape the show in the morning and then post that. So coming up on Friday night is a big, big moment. And for some reason, Mraz, since we've been doing this together since 2013, now eight years, March Madness has just always been a big week for kind of silliness and quirkiness and competition and contests and interviews on the show. I'm not sure what it is, but it feels like the NCAA tournament is just kind of like perfect as a personality for our show's personality. Well, because I think the ultimate thing with March Madness is chaos, anything can happen, and underdogs prevail, which in many ways for us starting out when we did an overnights represents so much of the zaniness of the show that now chaos and underdogs and great storylines coming out of it I think is kind of like an underlying theme. It's in the air. Yeah, that's a good point. And I mentioned this last last week, I think, when we did a lot of mid-major motherships and that was that when we were during the overnights it was hard to get guests it was not easy obviously it was virtually impossible to get live guests we knew that getting live guests were just out the window so we would tape a lot of guests earlier in the evening but when you would reach out to teams sports information departments athletes would have you when they hear you're the overnight show they assume you're not very important they had never heard of us and so it was very difficult the one Spigot of potential guests that you found pretty good was small colleges. They wanted the attention. We were on a national network. They were happy to oblige. And so we found in March, 
man, we could have the head coach of South Dakota State, followed by the head coach at Akron, followed by the head coach at Eastern Washington, followed by the head coach at Abilene Christian, and they were all more than happy to book to book our our spot. So what was it like when you kind of stumbled upon that secret when we were starting out in 2013? Well, first and foremost, I was just pumped that we had actual NCAA coaches saying yes to coming on. That's a big win as a producer for me, and I would sell them as if I was getting John Calipari on to you, but they ended up telling great stories, being very interesting, and sometimes those are the best guests to have, but D.A., I was also very clever if we peel back the curtain. I padded emails. I have no problem admitting this now. I would sell how many affiliates we were on. I may have even hinted that CBS themselves was assigning us, signing every show certain schools to grab their coaches <laughs> to make sure that they knew it was a big deal to come on CBS Sports Radio with CBS having tournament rights. I had to tinker a little bit, play around with words a little bit to ensure we got them. But after that... It was a segment that spoke for itself, and I had no problem in years to come booking those kind of guests. So you might think I would come down hard on this. Hey, we've got to be transparent. We've got to be honest here. We don't want to mislead anybody, and I will say the opposite. I think sometimes in your career you have to beg, borrow, and steal, and you've got to figure it out until the next day. You know, it's like you just got to figure it out today how to, how to pay rent, and then you'll figure out next month the next month, but just do it now. And if you had to lather it on thick and to make North Dakota State feel as though we were assigned them and that they had to come on for CBS purposes because they were tournament bound, I'm all for it. Remember that we had a mid-major mothership wall on the DA show year number one that the Jackrabbits of South Dakota, I believe, sent us T-shirts and Detroit Mercy, if I'm not mistaken, sent us jerseys headbands and i even received a piece of their court remember their old court they sent that's right am i crazy and thinking that was cj mccollum on that detroit mercy team or am i absolutely nuts and thinking of the wrong guy i think that maybe his dad was coaching but he wasn't still on the team Okay, all right, but yes, regardless, we had gear, we were wearing, it became a thing, and that's what I'm saying, once it became a thing, well, now anytime I ask for a mid-major show uh, guest, the show, number one, speaks for itself, people actually want to be on the DA show, which is great that we've gotten there, and number two, you know, we had built a Rolodex of, hey, all these coaches have come on, we'd love for you guys to be the next up in mid-major mothership, and it became a thing that, that schools wanted to be a part of, but to build that Rolodex and build those stats, we may have had to finagle some wording and some emails as a producer to make sure we had that happen. I was very proud of that. I was very proud of our efforts there because, again, when you do the overnight show, you've got to figure out solutions. And you know me. I love figuring out good solutions to big problems, and that was a really good solution. For a month in March, we had excellent guests that wanted to be on the show, which was unlike the other 11 months where we really had to beg people to, you know, maneuver around their times and we couldn't tape normally during the day because we were sleeping or didn't have access to the studios and you know we made it work and it was fun and became a bit and it was really cool in also recent years this has led to the death by salsa challenge 
I mean, we have had marches with the women's brackets, and then was last year or the yeah last year was going to be the men's bracket, right? That got canceled, right? But death by salsa has been at the epicenter of other marches, and we decided this year not to do that. It's a little hard because we're not all together. I think next year we'll probably come back to do it. Yes, but that's also been a huge anchor of the DA show in a march. It was an unbelievable. I can't believe, first of all, it's been two years since the Easter Bunny Death by Challenge, mm. uh, Death by Salsa, and three years ago, I believe, since the original, or four years ago since the original. I forget how many years in a row we did it. But yes, it was something we looked forward to, and the twist was we would do a men's bracket with all the listeners, but the women's bracket as well, and the women's bracket... I was thankful to dodge every time having to eat the death by salsa because inevitably you and Bogus tried to get cute for getting the rule of thumb in the women's bracket, of course, which is just stick with chalk and you'll probably be okay. And then remember the scoring system we used on whatever website seemed to be funky. You guys went from first place to out of it real quick. There was so much drama attached to doing this in March Madness that all the listeners bought in. And inevitably, as you bring up, brings to some more, you know, some of the more famous moments and punishments in show history. And that part of it, I definitely missed last year with March. And obviously, as you said, it would feel a little out of place this year since we're all not collectively together. But it is something that I think when it makes a triumphant return, hopefully next season will be fully embraced. And I could tell you, I have being shipped to my home within the next month, some more stuff. From the store in Mall of America in Minnesota that I think is for, for Pepper Palace. They are shipping some stuff to my home. I've been in talks with the guy who runs it. Now, I wasn't going to have it in time probably to do anything this March, but there are some rumors of a red-hot gummy bear that could be having a oh. bit, something like that. So I'm going to have some stuff in storage here. I'm going to be prepared, and we all can love and hug and kiss each other again. We'll be prepared to burn our mouths off again in some kind of way, shape, or form. Mm, I like that. Yes, and now this year brings us to Super Dave. And there's always something with the mothership, and there's always something with the NCAA tournament, and there's always something that is kind of a a never-ending bit. And this year it is Super Dave delivering his DA show drops during Winthrop basketball broadcast. And Winthrop is indeed dancing. They are a 12 seed taking on a vulnerable 5 seed in Villanova. There's always a 5-12 upset to look forward to. Seth Davis on the selection show, predicted this would be the one. And what you have here is Super Dave becoming such a huge part of the show. Once upon a time, he was our Olympic insider. He's a guy that loves the minutia of sports, the niche sports. And so the fact that he was super into curling and other Olympic sports, I said, you got to join us on the show. He went to Rio, to the Olympics. So he's just such an interesting guy. Pat Kelsey, who is the... Head coach at Winthrop called him on our show a complex carbohydrate. <laughs> so he, he started slowly with the DA show with Super Dave and then started building a little bit more and more as our college bas- college football picker. But now he's really, he did some podcasts with us around March Madness, but now he's really a big part of the show, so much so that people around Winthrop are you know waving tacos at him and making T-shirts about him and yelling tacos at him. And do you think this newfound celebrity is going to lead to him going even crazier with DA show drops on Friday night? Or do you think 
he'll be more professional because it is the apex of his career calling these tournament games. I am 100% fascinated by this storyline more than any other in the NCAA tournament. I am so glad you brought this up and touched on it. It was something I was hoping we would get to later in the week on the show, and that is this. Friday night, 9.57 p.m. tip. This is an enormous moment for Super Dave, obviously. Look, look, Winthrop has been dancing before, but they have legitimate hype. We brought up, you know, not one pick was made on on the selection show other than Seth Davis picking Winthrop to win the game. We You mentioned, obviously, Carter Blackburn and Clark Kellogg discussing Super Dave sweeping the nation with his calls. And here is him, probably the most ears on him will be this Villanova game because of the hype around Winthrop. They are expected by many to upset. So for Super Dave in his career, does he have to play this more straight in line or understand what helped get him here? And I think what helped get Winthrop here, as much as the players on the field, were these crazy calls. I mean, there was an aura that grew with it, a magic that lifted it. And I am fascinated to see how Super Dave does this. Does he go crazy over the top? Does he just stick with what gets him there? Or does he abort ship on everything that tacos have been brought to him and just focus in and realize this is a big moment here? I, I think it's an unbelievable storyline to develop on the Winthrop Radio Airwaves on Friday night. He's under pressure to deliver. I don't think there's any way he can't drop a tacos. I think he absolutely has sure. to, un- unless they're down by 20, you know, in the first half, they, they're never in it. I, I think that would be inappropriate, and he knows that having been the, the voice of Winthrop for 15 years. But he's become a local celebrity because of this. So I don't think there's any way he won't drop a tacos. I don't know how many others he gets in. Right. Like, he's certainly not going to shoehorn in a Brandon Whedon's a bum or something like that. But I could see the two or three he does being really great calls. And, you know, it brings us to the Westwood One part of things. And we've talked about this on the PGP and on the show, Westwood One, because they are our partner. They broadcast the entire tournament on radio. We are contractually obliged to only play Westwood One calls and not local radio calls. Westwood One has that embargo. However, there is one slight loophole that with specific permission, they are allowed to grant specific calls for usage. Now, we have battered Westwood One with requests and emails over the last two weeks. They have declined, 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 declined. But they are, they know that if there's a buzzer beater and Winthrop wins, they have to grant us access to that. They would have to. I mean, it's a one-time deal. So I think that what's going to happen is we won't be able to play five different Super Deep clips. But if there is one great one after the game, we should be able to get clearance for that one great one. And so we just have to hope for a tremendous Winthrop buzzer beater or some great play that seals the game and that that is when the needle in the haystack appears. That is when Super Dave drops the tacos. I certainly, certainly hope so. And obviously we would play Westwood One's call as well. They have a bevy of great play-by-play announcers. Sure, whoever's going to be in the Winthrop game is great, but I, we have to. If you leave a loophole, and this is the way it was told to us, in a special circumstance, 
there's no more special circumstance than one of your own shows being directly involved in a call, yeah. a play-by-play call of a big moment. There is not a more special circumstance than that. If any other call ever got approved for any other show, it, w- it would pale in comparison to our reasoning for needing that call, and it would deeply, deeply disappoint me if we didn't get that permission. Yeah, I agree. So I think that we'll be in the clear there, and, and I'm still concocting a few other ways where we could actually have Super Dave calls on the show. Now, we're allowed to play all of his old calls. All of the existing taco calls are available for us to use at our discretion forever. It's just the tournament play-by-play calls. If he says tacos there that we're not supposed to be able to use. And can you believe this? The embargo is supposed to last forever. I asked this specifically because I thought maybe we could have a Super Dave party where we all eat tacos on the day after the, N- the, the NCAA tournament championship game and play all of his calls. No, that's not allowed either. Anything oh. that happens during the tournament is contractually not supposed to be used in our airwaves. We have to use only Westwood One. So oh. one thing we could do if you want to get really creative about this is we could see who is calling the Winthrop game for Westwood One and request a little under-the-radar DA show drop and see if they're willing to, you know, fight fire with fire. I don't know if they'll drop tacos, but maybe they would drop uh, feeling good. Yeah, I'm sure that's... I mean, look, it's got to be the right guy. we got to look into the roster. I, I, I'm just cracking up. You know, you talk about panning stats on an email, or I was earlier. I'm cracking up at having to send that email of explanation. <laughs> hey, I know this is an enormous broadcast for your career. It's the NCAA tournament. We didn't have it last year. But just if you wouldn't mind throwing in a feeling good, doing well for the DA show, your Westwood One partners, that would be enormous for us. I can't – see, I'm, I'm trying not to be overly critical of any of our partners or company or anything. So you telling me this on this PGP Live is the first I'm hearing that even after the tournament's over, it's a lifetime embargo. And I just can't. I'm sorry. I can't. Buy my, I can't make sense of that. Well, it's Why, utterly even, ridiculous. Even if we did it a week or two later, right? I can understand not the day they, after they crown a national champion. Who's still playing the NCAA tournament calls? Who's still playing them? That that somehow we'd be hurting any of the basically the contract that is the NCAA tournament broadcast. Like it would be completely irrelevant. To to what's going on, we'd only be playing it for the show specific drops. It doesn't even make sense to me. Well, purposefully, I I did not bring this to the table of of the entire show because Super Dave's calls are very special to us. They're 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 our thing, and the fact that now at the peak of their usage, and we've gotten the the tournament that we can't use them, it has been deflating. And the one thing that I didn't want to do is intentionally deflate everybody, get everybody mad. But when I, you know, look behind the scenes, I've been relentlessly trying to figure out solutions to this. And ultimately the embargo is a lifetime and I couldn't believe it. I just could not believe it. It's ridiculous. And as you might imagine, Dave can't believe it either because, you know, super Dave is getting a lot of great appreciation for his ability through this stuff. And at the, at the apex of this, he can't, He's not going to be heard on our airwaves doing it. It's only going to be local. And so, you know, he's obviously um, surprised at this lifetime embargo. And I was just like, so you're telling me that August 14th, we want to queue up a Super Dave Winthrop NCAA tournament call and we're not allowed to? That six years from now or right now, I can't dial up 
Georgetown's local play-by-play from the 1987 Final Four. Like oh. that doesn't make any logical sense that we're never allowed to play that. That again. Like, let's just hypothetically take, I'm trying to think of a really famous college basketball announcer, and I can't think of one that comes to mind. But let's just say that we could use Duke's local radio broadcasts every single day of the college basketball season, every game they've ever played in, until they make the tournament. And then all tournament games were never allowed to play that play-by-play. And that includes, like, a Christian Leitner, the Christian Leitner turnaround in 1992 that we're never allowed to play Christian Leitner shot on Duke radio, only Vern shot on TV or Westwood one shot on the radio. That to me seems absolutely insane. And I don't even know if they would ever hold us to that, but that is the legalese behind it. Yeah. It seems like a threat for right now, but yeah, I mean, I'll give you G Decker of Florida state. (laughs) Won on a buzzer, won the national championship this year. Whoever they ended up lining up in the bracket, they make it, and they went on a buzzer beater. The DA show in 2036 can't look back and play Gene Dekroff's call. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be crazy. That would be mm-hmm. absolutely nuts. Nuts. But I guess here we are, DA. Here we are. Nuts, I tell you. But anyway, we, we are going to be able to play Super Dave's existing clips forever, and there's going to be some other workarounds. We have figured out some other workarounds that we are going to have Super Dave as part of the show and Super Dave's calls live forever. So fear not, on Monday morning, actually the best thing that could have happened maybe was them playing uh, Friday night because it gives us a full two days to be able to prepare for whatever we need to play on Monday morning show. But we will not forget if they win, they'll be playing Sunday too. (laughs) That's true. Yes, that's exactly right. So we will have the Super Dave cuts in some way, shape, or form, I promise, coming up on Monday's show. Now, before we, we move along here, I just wanted to read a few tweets that I got earlier today. Amaya tweets, I'm trashing Mraz because he hasn't said throw me in the bathroom in a good minute, and that is 30% of the reason why we tune in. Now, I don't know if Amaya speaks for everybody, but everybody, but there, I guess there are people that really enjoy your throw me in a bathroom or throw him in a bathroom uh, reference. So would you like to bring that for 30% of the audience? Sure, sure. I mean, it, if DA doesn't wrap up side A, we're going to have to throw him in the bathroom. Now, you want to describe that reference? So I think this will be the second time. I, as I say, I think this will be the second time as I'm getting real into this. I mentioned with the Jim Murray interview, A Bronx Tale. That happens to be one of my favorite movies of all time. Trom in the bathroom is what they do with with the mush when he's when nobody's winning the dice and they know he's the biggest jinx. They get him and they throw him in the bathroom. That's the way they say it to make sure they can all start winning their bets. So whenever somebody is basically either being a mush or being a clown or being an idiot, I like saying it's time to throw him in the bathroom. <laughs> and Lonnie tweets, "I'm trashing Danielle. She picked the thumb. Hashtag Have fun with your marriage." Have an M-A-N tonight, a man's big guy. Don't worry about the cabs. <laughs> A-B killed me with the hours of looking for cabs. So that's just going to bring us full circle to your trash today where you uh-huh. trashed your wife because she said that, quote, I can't believe how ugly you've become. And it was after you shaved your goatee and she had tears in her <laughs> tears in her eyes. <laughs> uh, has she address this at all we're now 35 minutes after the show 
Well, I could tell you, as I was sitting there trolling in the bathroom, she actually walked in front of me, came down the staircase, I'm doing this from the end of the, the laundry room, and gave me double birds. I got two double middle <laughs> fin- fingers. I don't know if that's after the epic fail. So apparently she's morphing into somebody from Philly. I don't know what's going on here, but if, if addressing it as two middle fingers to my face as I'm taping a PGP, then that's what was addressed. <laughs> Was there anything else going on in Danielle's life yesterday that where she would have been on the verge of tears after you had shaved her goatee? <laughs> you know, uh, she's very fresh into going back into the office after quarantining after our Florida trip. I don't know, it could be some work overwhelming. I can't imagine that my facial hair would make her that upset. There has to be some deeper, deeper issues with her. I really don't know what it is. And now I am, uh, oh, okay, she's showing me a piece of paper with uh, a really bad word on it, and that's what she's calling me. So <laughs> there is some – I don't know. Maybe I did something, DA. I can't quite put my finger on it, but it is it is not a good scene here for me at home. I don't know if work's <laughs> bothering her, but it cannot be my facial hair. There's no way she's that upset. <laughs> because of the tears of the eyes, that's That's, that's, that's emotion. You know, that's raw emotion. That is the girl playing the flute when Villanova gets knocked out. <laughs> that, that's just emotion. Well, I, I hope that you address this as well with uh, with Bogues and also oh, yeah. address your mans and your calves. Those were the things that Mraz has to work on to make sure he keeps his <laughs> well, calorie intake down. The calves is something he made up. Calories after burps. He said <laughs> once you burp, that means you're full. You shouldn't eat anything after that. So he's counting his calves. And then we, we also said there you got to count your mans, which is milkshakes after <laughs> nine. Because Danielle Mainmer has a milkshake after well, 9 p.m. last night. And that stat that you gave me now is going to make me laugh every time I hear somebody say, whose mans is that? And I'm going to immediately <laughs> assume they mean milkshakes after 9. So if you could just address that with uh, with Bogues. Sure. I mean, and, just... I will, and, and I have to address with Bogues because who spends two hours doing a deep stat cast dive <laughs> on calories at the burp? Sounds like he needs a new hobby. <laughs> Bogues spent two hours... <laughs> Searching the internet for calves, calories after burp, which is just something Mraz made up. Because <laughs> I didn't see one doctor say that anywhere. Yeah, Bogues, because I made up the stat. That's why. And let's just hope that when you talk to Bogues on side B, it's not going out over WFAN again, second week in a row, which happened last week. That would be a huge, enormous win for us if we could just keep it here on Radio.com. <laughs> By the way, Danielle just gave me now one single middle finger as she flies back up the stairs for the day. So, Jeez. fun times here. She's she's calming down. She's easing it. <laughs> We've gone from two to one. <laughs> Less cap space. <laughs> All right, that is side A. Here comes side B. How to diddly 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 do? It is side B of the PGP. How are you? Andrew Bogus joins me. This is Mraz, executive producer of the DA Show, and side B host. And Andrew Bogish is delightful, he's charming, he's beautiful, and he's here with me now. Bogey, hello, how are you? Did you just make that song up on the fly, or even writing music in your downtime these days? No, I made that up on the fly. So there is a new, obviously, intro or bump back rejoiner where T.A. took a bunch of my howdy doody doos. So I'm just, I'm trying new stuff every time, because now that it's a thing... I want to see where it goes. So I have no idea what I'm going to say. I end taping side A with DA, and I have zero idea how or the infliction or what. However, I'm going to start side B. So I just did that on the fly, yes. Amazing. Uh, another talent to add to your resume. I'm in awe of you. 
Now, are you joking around? Do you like that? You like that intro? I mean, it rhymed. It fl- it had some flow to it. I don't know that I would you know put it on Z100 here in New York, but I think um, I think it was it was a catchy tune, all things considered. Okay, all right. Well, we'll take catchy, catchy sell. So there's a couple things we need to address here on the show, and the first of which I want to address is you going into a deep dive and readily admitting this on Trash Tuesday on searching for calories after burp and what doctors and scientists have wrote about this when, of course, I made that stat up internally, personally, and track on my own. So I guess let me start here. Do you not have a life? What made you track this? Well, I did track it. I am tethered to my desk um, past the DA show, and my, my shift here runs until basically like one thirty, one forty-five in the afternoon. Which is so I, I do. So I, I have like I'm kind of stuck here at times, and I'm not constantly working. So was it an hour straight deep dive on on carbs after burps, whatever? No, calories no, did, after burps. Calories after burps. Excuse Although me. Carbs but, after burp could be a uh, different version of that. I agree. True. Um, but I mean, I, I did more than once try to figure out and, and I, and it did really start from a fairly innocent place. Like it sounded like something that could have happened. I'm trying to be as healthy as possible these days. So maybe there's something else I could be doing besides eating fewer carbs and fewer sugars and whatever, and not having dessert after nine. Um, so like, but, and then I guess there is also maybe just kind of subconsciously the idea of fact checking you on all of these things but like you said it and i was just like oh i wonder what that is i've i've literally never heard that before and like stunningly if you google anything you're gonna get a result directly about what you just googled except calories after burp there was nothing there's nothing on the internet i was messaging cap because he thought it was hilarious as well during the show and then, and then over the weekend for a second too and then this morning, on Tuesday morning, when I alerted him that I was gonna, it was going to be my trash. So, like, it became this thing where, like, I've just got to figure out where this could have come from. Like, my thought after a while was just, like, maybe there's something kind of like this that he misread or was told to him the wrong way. And it's just – there's nothing. There's not. So I'm reading about how, why you burp. When you burp, what does a burp mean? Are burps serious? Can you do you burn calories when burping? There was a lot written about that, but there's nothing written well, can, about can you stopping eating after burping? Well, can you burn calories with burping? Um, I mean, yeah, yes or no. I mean, every everything you do is you're, you're burning calories, and you're always burning calories, even like sitting at your desk like i'm doing right now you're burning calories by just being awake and your and your heart beating and your body functioning so i mean anything theoretically then you're burning calories while doing because you're just always burning calories the trick is finding things that burn more calories and then eating less calories so that when you burn you're actually at a plus like yesterday i had a really long bike ride and i looked at on my watch and it goes you burn 497 calories and what did i do i had a muffin which completely negates the 500 calories that I just I just burned. Right, you burned so the like muffin. that's, that's me being an idiot. Uh, right. So, but even that. I, but if I don't have the muffin, then I'm going even farther into the positive. So I still negate the work by having a muffin post bike bike ride. Well, you're talking to somebody who is is two gyms he could go to has a McDonald's in the parking lot of one and a Wendy's in the parking lot of the other. So I'd sign for the muffin. That's unbelievable. Right now, it is a the ultimate tease. Now, when you hear the term. Hey, whose man's is this? Do you now think it'll be milkshakes after nine? I mean, it has to be. It has to be. And, and then, I mean, we should really at this point by now 
And I'm surprised DA doesn't have this. I mean, and I don't know how much money it would take to start it and then how much money you could get out of it if it's worth the financial effort, but we should have a DA show store by now. I mean, you should be able to get all of these things on a T-shirt, on a koozie. Um, I mean, whatever it might be, you know, I have – somebody sent me yeah. koozies. I've got DA something that say, you know, kind sir, but you should be able to get mans and tacos. All these things should be on a shirt or on merchandise somewhere that our fans can buy from. And if we had that, this would definitely have to be in there, mind, mind your mans. Yeah, even if it was kind of like NFL show where you could personalize a jersey with your own last name on it, even if we right. had like base DA show logo shirts and you could get, you know, insert your drop or saying here, I think that would be a great idea. A great I idea. Mean, I mean, there's a whole walk- line of uh, Taz what? and Moose merch that had Under Armour stuff. You know, you could buy a Taz and Moose Under Armour backpack because Taz was a merch wizard. Now, folks, could you imagine you know, riding your bike through town? And you just see a you know a shirt with the DA show logo and it says "Watching My Man's." I mean, how great would that be? I know, and like I, you could walk by and go, "I that's me. I thought of that. That's my milkshake after nine that led to that shirt." You're welcome. <laughs> These are all possibilities. Now there is something I still want to get to, obviously with my trash juice, but I do have to bring up because DA and I were touching on a lot of just the problem we face here with Super Dave and not being able to play certain drops. So let's just say, Bogus, you are the lead Fordham basketball radio guy. Is it yeah. not insane to think that you are literally a part of this show and we would not be able to play your play-by-play? Like, you you are every bit the voice in this show as anybody is. We would not be able to play a play-by-play of you calling an NCAA tournament game because of Westwood One's rights. Isn't that crazy to think of? On a side note, what's more preposterous, me having that job or Fordham being in the NCAA tournament, the way well, things have gone for them recently on the court? Um, but if no, they get I, like, Rick Pitino's brother, you never know. You never <laughs> you know. Never know. Um, it does, like, I don't mentally understand, like, the business part of this where Westwood One has, has bought, like, the audio rights to the NCAA tournament. Like, that just, that seems like something you shouldn't be able to own. That, like, you can just tell people that they can't play anyone else's sound. But, I mean, that's just kind of how our business works. Yeah. I mean, I, we run in this every day where there might be great sound somewhere, but it's on a network or a channel that sure. we don't have a relationship with, so we can't use it. We, You know, you're denied guests by certain places because they're competition or whatever. So this is just kind of how this goes. And I don't know how many, like, other comparisons, other parts of the business world there are. But, like, yeah, this – I mean, this one – this one's crazy – and I can't believe that two years in a row, it's going to screw us. Last year, no COVID. We have a tournament, and our love right. affair with Mark Johnson's got to end in the tourney for the same reason. And now with Super Dave, you know, we're left kind of just looking for any way to get this done. And we, we've got, what, like four, four days to figure it out now. It, it is it is remarkable. And again, look, I'm not trying to rain on the company because th- this is way above our pay grade. It just fascinates me from this chair to not understand the logistics of it and obviously something that could become frustrating for us. Now, probably the story and the underlying theme of Tuesday's show was my trash Tuesday. A cleanly shaven me appeared. I revealed that my wife had called me ugly, was real emotional about it was not happy, and basically is just waiting for every follicle to grow back in my face, which prompted the question, have you ever been called ugly by a significant other? And I want to ask, what is the worst thing you've ever been called or told by your significant other? Oh, man, I I, I don't have anything 
at the top of my head, which I guess means that she really hasn't been that mean to me. Um, I think I do a pretty good job of not angering her so that right, she which... doesn't have to say mean things to me. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, cause this is on one hand, it's, you know, it's funny and lighthearted. But on the other hand, it's like, it's real because she said it and she was crying when she said it so like I like, so maybe it's more real than not I don't I just I don't I don't know so like um and not you know I know DA said like you surprised you the ability to do the show I don't necessarily disagree with him so I, I it, it had to be a lot from my wife to match that and I can't think of anything that she has said to me or even done to me that would have left me feeling like that now, obviously, I can say this and joke around because I know if it's said to me, I'm going to be able to laugh about it back, and this has always been internally. But how about that, the listener, Holly, saying this was too deep, too real, well, this is this is not becoming funny anymore. <laughs> I mean, was I out of line for that trash that was that? No, well, see, not, no, not out of line, but I, but I do think it's one of those things where it's how you take it. And, like, if she's taking it the way I think she's taking it, like, your wife calling you ugly is a really bad thing. And I'm not, I'm not judging Danielle here. I'm just I'm trying right. to put my head, my head in the, in the collar and the tweet. Like, if, like, that's a thing that you would never say to your spouse. When somebody else says it, you're like, oh, man, like, that's, like, that's not good. Like, maybe that does cross the line of things that we don't need to know about. Now, did a lot of people feel that way? I, I doubt it. I think most people were, were laughing at you looking like a thumb um so i she's probably in the minority in that reaction but i i i can see where someone would have gone that far thinking like man that's actually a real issue that maybe should stay off the radio yeah i found that interesting rethink but hey look we're here we're emptying at the toy chest somebody says something and you're fine you got your milkshake last night you got duncan this morning i'm sure you're gonna get a delicious lunch today and your your hair will come back and you'll be handsome again, and all things will be okay. It does make me think if I got that milkshake, was Danielle thinking my milkshake will bring all the boys to the yard and me being the one coming to the yard? Well, she only needs to bring you to the yard, and it worked. So it's I guess point. she knows her audience. Yeah, She might have wanted to be sleeping in the yard, though, and that's another thing. So, I, well, you know, that really is – that might be making you not sleep in the bed, that she was physically – bothered by your sight i mean that's a that's a tough pill to swallow she could might say something reactionary like in a moment because she looks and all of a sudden you're this glossy bare bald head but then to go as far as don't sleep next to me ah, and i don't want to be on your side but i think i have to be here now that is true it should be noted i went to bed way later than she did stayed up watched that whole dramatic end of the knicks nets a little bit of the warriors lakers there was plenty of room for me I opted at that point not to wake up a sleeping baby, if you will, and head to the other room. So who knows? I might have been invited, and I don't even know. Uh, okay, fine. Well, let's assume you were invited for everyone's sake. Okay, for everybody's sake, for Holly's sake specifically. Okay, yes. well, that that bogus, as long as we weren't on WFAN just now, I would consider this side B an enormous win. You could follow you on Twitter. At Andrew Bogish. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MirazCBS. Have a howdy, diddly, doodly, doodly. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.